Well, if you were like me, that gospel had me scratching my head and thinking about, it's not fair. You know, Jesuit priest Walser Burgott said, basic to Christian living is an awesome fact. All that is good in you is yours, not by right, but by gift. Oh, yes, there is much that you have earned, your degree and your salary, your house, garden, your friends, and perhaps your enemies, a Miller Lite and a good night's sleep. But all that is possible, it is possible only because so much has been given to you. Life itself, eyes to see and hands to touch, a mind to shape ideas and a heart to beat with love. God in your soul and Christ in your flesh. The power to believe where others deny, to hope where others despair, to love where others hate. This and so much more is sheer gift, not reward for your bright smile, your winsome wit, your fidelity from early morn. Why, even your fidelity, that too is a gift. If we but turn to God, Augustine insisted, that itself is a gift of God. My brothers and sisters, Scripture tells us that each one of us is incredibly dear to the Lord, but none of us could have done a thing to earn it or even demand it. With that in mind, we must know that all is gift, everything. So what is our response to today's reading? Maybe we could begin by doing unto others as God has done unto us. Didn't Jesus tell the twelve on sending them out, you received without paying for it, give without being paid for it? Matthew 10, verse 8. Over the past few weeks, the world has suffered many devastating storms and natural disasters. We here at Seton and all the parishes around the country have contributed of our free gifts, and we are being asked again next week to dig a little deeper and help those who have lost some or everything. In just about one month, our Seton Parish youth will be taking your gifts of at least 1,200 pair of shoes and socks to the poor of Harlan County and Cranks Creek, as we have done for some 20 years now. And soon we will be giving more to those who have less by supporting our annual food drive to the impoverished Portsmouth area. Yes, Seton Parish, you, you continue to feed the hungry, to shelter the homeless, by making sleeping bags and such. And we continue to give comfort and care to the other without counting the cost. We don't ask for anything in return, do we? We don't ask whether the outstretched hands have earned our love. We simply do to them as God has done to us from the first day of creation through God's Good Friday on Calvary to this wonderful, gracious day of the Lord. I think that we here at Seton Parish have been wonderfully and generously blessed by the Lord. Thank you, God. Often we ask, why have those poor people suffered so much? And maybe we have not. 
Ask God. I don't have all the answers. But you say to yourself that you don't even have enough to take care of your own family for today, let alone to give to others. What then? This may be true in some very rare cases, but it has been my experience that even those of you who cannot afford to give of your wealth, that you take time to give of your time and your talent. Now, let's look at this puzzling gospel. How do we interpret it? It really had me scratching my balding head. I believe that after some examination of the words, you may come to the same conclusion as I. What St. Matthew is saying is that we are to give as God has given to us. Isn't God's most remarkable gift to us the gift of His very self through the very incarnation of God? St. Luke tells us in chapter 11, verse 37, that we should go and do likewise. Think about it. The bread we give can be life-saving, but more life-giving is the gift of our very selves. After reading a few quotes from St. Vincent de Paul, I can say that I will never forget his admonition of this 17th century apostle of charity. He said, unless you love The poor will not forgive you for the bread they have to take from you. Think about that. Unless you love, fortunately, the love you need is the love you have. I mean the Holy Spirit within you, the very spirit of love. Just let that sink in. If you let the Spirit loose, you may not envy saints like Mother Teresa All she does, like our mother Mary of Nazareth, Nazareth, is to let the Holy Spirit overshadow her. Maybe instead of grumbling about the master of the vineyard, what he has given to us, instead of complaining because his ways are not our ways, maybe, just maybe, we will be too lost in the wonder of just how good and generous God has been to each and every one of us. We may even experience how through our love, some latecomer, yeah, we judge those who come in late, the one who has arrived at the 11th hour, will throw himself at the last moment into God's merciful arms. Thank God. Wouldn't that be the best thing that we could do or hope for? For someone else? As Isaiah writes in the first reading, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. But we can surmise that King David, when he wrote the psalm, that he knows and is telling us that the Lord is near to all who call upon him. Maybe, just maybe, by opening our hearts and treasuries to others and listening to the very words of Jesus Christ we may begin to understand that our God loves us beyond anything we can understand or imagine. Finally, the readings this week should remind us that you and I have a covenant with God that ties us forever to each and every one of us. That is an awesome reality. Just think of it. We have a whole web of relationships stemming from our measure of commitment to Christ, a Savior who wore 
our flesh who bled his last drop of precious blood for us, not because we did anything to earn his human journey from Bethlehem to Calvary, but because left to ourselves, we are helpless and hopeless. We are to act toward others as Christ our Savior has done for us. And then, and maybe only then, we can begin to understand a little bit the mind of God. Maybe then we can fully understand what God means when he says, yes, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Those words are difficult. But you know these words, if we let them, they lead us to the radical meaning of the Christian life. Bottom line is that God is not only just and fair, the fact is that God is love and God is longing for a radical relationship with each and every single one of us. If we accept this, if we spend time working in the vineyard, no matter the hour, we will receive the agreed-upon daily wage. What is that? That's our salvation. Our free gift is the gift of everlasting life with God and with the body of Christ. My friends, if we are looking for good news, this is it. The good news of the Word of God. God is love. And I leave you with words that I read this morning from Bishop Barron. God has given us the greatest privilege imaginable to participate in the Lord's work. Why are we fussing about rewards and how liberating this is? I don't have to spend my life worrying and comparing. I can live. Amen.